Good morning, everyone. My friends, uh, our first reading uh, could be understood as a commentary on, the, on one of the commandments, one of the Ten Commandments, honor thy mother and thy father. Um, it's one way of looking at that first reading, but it depicts the blessings of God that comes down upon uh, families. Our second reading, St. Paul is really discussing how uh, the church, but also its individual members are to be acting towards each other, and that means individual families. And uh, we see in the gospel a depiction of um, in the life of the Holy Family. And my friends, we celebrate uh, this feast of the Holy Family of Jesus and Mary and Joseph, the Son of God's birth into a human family. Uh, and that shows us uh, and talks to us about the very humanity. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that means Jesus did not pretend to be a human. He is human. He uh, was born into a human family. And the scriptures tell us that he entered into the full death of the human experience. And to grow up as a man and to be nurtured uh, within the family setting. We would be quite wrong to think that Jesus learned nothing than from Joseph and Mary. Or that Joseph and Mary just devoutly observed Jesus growing up without making any difference in his growth. That is not how it is. All of you who are moms and dads, you know that. <laughs> That's not how your children grow up. Parents make a difference, and so did Joseph and Mary. They helped shape Jesus' human nature. The gospel shows the crisis they face in protecting Jesus from Herod. Much of Joseph and Mary their ways, uh, everything they spoke, how they spoke, how they viewed the world, this was passed into Jesus as he grew up. All those influences of parents upon a child, this happened for Jesus also. The baby Jesus became an adult within a human family and through a human family, just as each one of you have. And if that is not the case, then please see me after Mass. <laughs> I'd like to know how it is then that you came to be. As with the Holy Family in this crisis, our family life is also about dealing with different things too, including challenges of every sort. It is the truth of a parish family, St. Nicholas and Gig Harbor, and it is true of individual families that are within that parish family. My friends, uh, problems don't interrupt family life. <laughs> they are part and parcel of family life. And I know that from my own experience, but I know that from folks coming in, talking to me, or counseling about family life. Huh? In the past times, my friends, the family was the place where people learned many things. They learned an occupation. They received growth in their EQ. That's different from IQ. <laughs> I'm talking about their emotional quota. And they were taught faith. And it was in the family where um, care was given to those who were elderly, meaning the, elder, the grandparents and such. And this is part of what the first reading also was talking about. But my friends, society has changed. And those functions uh, that I spoke about have been taken over by other entities, by schools, by religious ed programs and churches, uh, by trade and professional colleges. And, uh, and now nursing homes are filled to capacity and have waiting lists. 
my friends, having said all of this, there's features of the family that cannot be replaced by these entities. They just cannot. The family is still the place where one develops a sense of self-worth, where we are supposed to see faith lived out, and where we see the virtues that St. Paul spoke about in the second reading being exampled, and where attitudes towards God, attitudes towards prayer, attitudes towards churches are powerfully formed, and where we learn the first and most important lessons, really, of responsibility, of self-control, and of getting along with others. Most, if not all, of our basic strategies for dealing with people and events of all sorts are learned first and foremost from the family. Now, of course, as we grow older, our abilities sharpen uh, with age. But the template for how we deal with this is shaped by the very family that we are in because family is our very first experience of community. Family is the very first experience that uh, children see of commitment or lack of it. Although no families are perfect, they certainly can be holy. And this is what the Holy Family presents to us. They lived a life of faith and love and charity, devotion to God and to each other. Although uh, one's family may not be ideal, <laughs> the love within it is very real. No better time than now uh, for people to reflect upon their family and the values, uh, what is inside of it, what, uh, what is great about it, what needs to be uh, changed a bit within the family. My friends, uh, how are we making the truth and love of Christ present so that it can be uh, a place where all of its members, meaning family members, can grow emotionally and spiritually? Of late, our culture does not support family life as it has in the past. I mean, I hear all the time about time constraints and time is consumed by social media and uh, a number of Sundays are filled with this, that, and the other is what I hear all the time. And uh, all of these activities and events, uh, they are involved outside the home, and therefore it pulls people away from the family settings and um, does not draw them together, really. Today, people must prioritize being a family. They have to decide to be a family. It's one thing to have a family, but it is a deliberate choice to be a family. And from the Christian perspective, the family is the domestic church. And uh, it is in itself the realization of the community of faith. The Christian family, your family, is looked upon as the church in miniature. And um, the Christian family is a kind of microcosm uh, for the wider parish and for the archdiocese. Our Christian families are the flesh and blood of our parish. But I will take that further. Our Christian families are the flesh and blood of this nation. The vitality of a parish relies a lot on you guys. There's only one of me. <laughs> There's 1,500 of you. See what I'm saying? I could be the, the best pastor, and I'm working on that. <laughs> but it needs you. Faith and the passing on of the faith depend on the family. 
In baptism, you are told that when you are baptizing a child, you are the first teacher of the faith by word and example. Our Christian families are, I know, also, in, if you will, an institution in the front line and on the firing line of society and its life and its problems and its joys. On the one hand, uh, you guys are pressured on many sides and often questioned and even criticized by society. On the other hand, great expectations are placed on all of you families to mold a healthy neighborhood and uh, to make a good society and therefore to make a great nation. I pray for all of you guys. <laughs> The demands put upon families now is great. Sometimes even I go home, I wonder, I don't know how you guys do it. Because it's just me. <laughs> I get to go home and I get to be with God and I pray. I'm part of the United States, but <laughs> they don't expect much from me as a priest. And that's okay because I can do much because they don't expect much. But you guys, they place great demands on you. And they expect you to perform. And when you don't, they give you a hard time. <laughs> it's easy to have a family. It's much harder to be a family where people can grow in strength, grow in hope, grow in faith, grow in loves, in God's love and holiness and character. Right? That takes courage. That takes sacrifice. That takes charity of heart. It takes hospitality in families. I'm not talking about showing me hospitality when I come. I'm talking about showing hospitality to each other. It takes a special commitment, families. When a whole family joins in this effort, it becomes a powerful expression to this city, to this state, to this nation about faith, about hope and about love, and about holiness. Brothers and sisters, I have much time to reflect upon uh, this feast of the Holy Family and what I would say to you. Um, I believe everything that I've said is truthful, but you know and you live it every single day. My friends, I do believe that one of the most important things a father can do for his children is to love unconditionally their mother. You know what I'm saying? To love his wife, their mother, with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their might. In the same way, I can say this about mothers. One of the most important things a mother can do for her children is to love unconditionally the father, their father, and Similarly, one of the most important things children can do for their parents, outside of the chores, <laughs> is to love their brothers and sisters. So stop fighting with each other. You're going to drive mom crazy. <laughs> I have to joke with the children, okay? You adults get it, but the children I have to approach differently. There are a few things that are so great as the importance of family unity and fidelity and the family, because without it, each of the members of a family will suffer from this. My friends, in this day, 
people are born into families and and some people that is not true of them they, they are born into a family but they choose their family on their own because sometimes families reject them so choose wisely but either way there must be faith hope and love and commitment whether you're born into the family or whether you have chosen and made your own family.